0: Time change because now it's dark when i commute like it, it, it was kind of nice to like it was morning and then when i left work it was still day out Aww, like i i'd whatever <laughs> but this like 3 p.m like end of work day shit is kind of awesome and because you can do stuff like you can go like do more like actual things like as opposed like to what when i would get well, like, say I wanted to join a gym, I could do that. Uh, even just mm. being able to like randomly do uh, errands or like a car appointment, like I get like I don't have to use time to go do a, like a doctor's appointments. Like, you know, I did a doctor's yeah. appointment on Friday. Yep. Like, I could do it at the because like, I usually do them at the end of the day on Friday. So it's like, oh, I kind of leaving work early. Now I'm not even using time. Like I'm just. Going to a doctor's appointment.
1: Um well here's the cool thing about and it. And then everybody now knows about your day.
0: Oh, That's nice.
1: Phoenix! Hey yo. Why should you visit the chairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and
0: analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always Use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish Greg DeMarco Show
2: best in all his future endeavors. <laughs>
1: What is up? We are live. It is a fantastic Wednesday morning to those of you who are listening to the show on time. Tuesday evening for the three of us as we record another edition of the Babyface Heel podcast. The Babyface Heel podcast because there's two sides to every storyline. I am the heel, Patrick O'Dowd is the babyface, and Miranda Morales is stuck in the middle, forced to be the referee, the peacekeeper, the tweener, and free to choose sides as she wishes, the Babyface Heel Podcast, of course, is part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which is part of thechairshot.com.
0: Thechairshot.com.
2: Thechairshot.com. Always use your
1: head. You can follow along with thechairshot.com on social media as well at ChairShot Media. Of course, the website is thechairshot.com and it is your home for sports entertainment and sports entertainment, including all of these amazing podcasts that are part of the chair shot radio network. Just with the three of us here, you've got chair shot radio, multiple editions of chair shot radio. Three of the seven days are covered here at this show. Plus you've got the hashtag Miranda show bandwagon nerds appearances on other shows like three men weave, uh, and, and so many more all between the three of us here as part of the chair shot radio network. So If you want to follow, I was going to play a soundbite, but then didn't. So that's why that sounded weird. So if you want to follow along, a little awkward, I you know, it's it's what we do here sometimes. You know, you'll be okay. Uh, If you want to follow along, of course, I talked about at Chairshot Media. Most people don't sit there and hit the website to listen to a podcast. Some do, especially at work. I hear people that that listen to them at work. But we are on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. iHeart. Google Play, Spotify, and of course, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. So go ahead, like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. We appreciate you doing that and being part of the movement that we have here at TheChairShot.com. Everything you do helps us out, and we appreciate that immensely. I can't even put into words how much we appreciate it, so go ahead and do that. My name is Greg DeMarco. Of course, people call me the kingpin, lots of other things, some of them not so nice. Uh, but I do run this thing here at chairshot.com. You can follow me at ChairshotGreg on Facebook on the Twitter and on Instagram, all kinds of updates and and stuff like that. So go ahead and follow along uh, at Greg is a place to do that. You've heard one voice and you haven't heard another yet because she's muted and and she might have been late, but hey, these things happen because we're people who have lives that are doing podcasts. And first off, of course, you heard the, the long story of the morning routine of one Patrick Aloysius O'Dowd. I'm just gonna make up new new middle names. You know, next week you'll be Patrick I like, Eugene. I O'band, like
0: the K-Fabe middle name.
1: Just for the heck of it. Yeah. Next week I'll go Eugene. I don't know what I'll do the week after, but we'll keep it K-fabe because that's what we do. Here at the Chair Shot Radio Network and the Babyface Yo podcast. But Patrick O'Dowd can be found on Twitter at Wrestling Realist. Now, if you've been listening to the show ever, you can say it with me. That's W R E S T L N G. R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist. And there is one in Patrick for the wrestling realist. Patrick, I Probably still sitting somewhere around 462 followers on the Twitter.
0: 64. Actually, actually, I'm pretty down. Right. Um, I'm in the 50s again. Oh, yeah. Man. It's pretty bad. I, I was thinking about you before the show started, oh, by the way, because Dark Side of the Ring
1: uh-huh. was air,
0: airing your favorite subject. And, and Scott Hall was once, agree,
1: once again agreeing with you that it was all a work. Of course, it was a work, but it's not November. We can't talk about that topic right now. We'll talk about it. In November. It's on
0: TV. It's on TV today. It's a rerun. I don't know why today. That's a rerun. The, the, well. No, now it's the, the the new way they're cashing in with the ninety minute like special roundtable.
1: Oh, the the Snyder cut you know. of Dark Side of the Ring. Basically. Oh God. By the, way, yes. no, no, just, by the way no no by the six, way no no by the way no 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 are you gonna are <laughs> oh, you gonna play coming. your card are you gonna play your card <laughs> do you want to play your card
0: do i need do i need to play my if card? you want
1: to talk about what you're about to talk about yeah yeah you do
0: Uh you'll hear about it when you ask me about bandwagon anyway later, that's so.
1: true i just i'll conveniently forget to do that this week the first time ever no, you i'll won't. forget to do that i know i won't, no, you won't. i wish no, i could you say won't. i would but i won't you already
0: keeping you're already keeping me up past my bedtime for this thanks miranda uh no just kidding not Aww, not really
2: you
1: no you need to think daylight savings time is what you need to think
2: yeah okay. that's the real fuck oh, right here that's why we don't right, celebrate right it here in arizona
1: well does anyone well, we actually celebrate it, celebrate it in it? new yeah. england like
0: nobody's sitting there being like yes change the clocks again <laughs> okay <No
2: one>. celebrate <laughs> acknowledge it we don't acknowledge
0: it no, we, don't. Hour.
1: we pretend it does not exist you know why because it does mm. not exist
2: I'm afraid. not I here. some bad.
1: News. Not here, but elsewhere. That voice you hear is of the Queen of Soft Style herself. She is on Instagram and Facebook, but not on Twitter because she's also the Twitterless heroine. at the hashtag Miranda hashtag is spelled out for Miranda Morales.
2: Hello, man, real life is stranger than fiction. I'll tell you I'll tell you that match. absolutely right. Mr. Greg Marco yeah, and uh, Patrick Aloysius. <laughs> Stephen Marie O'Dowd
0: uh, Aloysius uh, actually holds a special place in my heart because the O'Dowd family names turkeys for Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. one year we did name the turkey Aloysius and it created a hashtag Aloysius is delicious oh that stuck for well it was one Thanksgiving man
1: I know I'm just kidding Mm-hmm. I'm just like,
0: it's fine if you want to be, you know, downer all
1: all night. Oh, that's cool. I'm just trying to get you to bed, Patrick. Or dow like I'm trying to get you to sleep, so I don't have to listen to you complain uh, as much. Because to say I don't I mean, have to listen you're gonna to you make complain,
0: hit, we're gonna make you hit. You're gonna make me hit that hour anyway, or the 55 minutes, the best 55 minutes of podcast wrestling podcasts. last week, by the
1: way. We were at 55 minutes. The hashtag Miranda show clocked in at like 44 minutes. I went back and checked. It was the second shortest edition of the hashtag Miranda show Mm -hmm. ever.
2: Ever. You know why? The first one was 30. I'm tired now all the time and I don't have time also because now Greg makes me uh, record chair shot radio. So I feel like the time that we would have spent on hashtag Miranda show just gets moved. It does all even out. Yeah.
1: We're just reallocating time. That's all. doing. Yes. That's how time. we're doing. I just, I just show up with Chair Shot Radio like, Dave, it's me, Dave. And then we record Chair Shot Radio. But we've got some fun topics to talk about today. But before we do that, I mean, I, I think everybody knows what we need to do next. And uh, that, that starts with Miranda Morales.
2: Greg, it's time to wind it up. Mm. yes it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today yes there at pro forward slash the chair shot you can find over 25 different t-shirt designs all in support of the chairshot.com including multiple always use your head t-shirts the chair shot worldwide shirt uh the OG chair shot logo one of my favorites and of course multiple t-shirts in support of different chair shot Podcasts, including a winner is you, bandwagon nerds, uh, the queen of soft style shirt, and of course, everybody hates Greg. So go to pro dot forward slash the chair shot and pick up your t shirt today. Shirts start at nineteen ninety nine, and of course, you can always get them in soft style. So treat yourself. Take care of yourself because you know you're special, and you, and you are you. So you're worth the extra few dollars for a soft style t-shirt and you can get that all at pro forward slash the chair shot
1: what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co Alright, we are back, and we appreciate you checking out those commercials, being a part of that, as it does support everything that we do here at TheChairShot.com. So, thank you for listening, thank you for, for jumping in, doing all of that, and, uh, and being a part of it. I do want to tell you guys about, well, we have a new show that we're doing here, and it's a short-term show, as so we do it for the next six weeks, covering the craziness that is WrestleMania. And, and I could tell you about it, but you know what? We made a commercial. Hello, everyone! Welcome to the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time. Welcome to WrestleMania.
0: Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Make sure you're checking out Mania Madness every Friday afternoon on TheChairShot.com. Christopher Platt and a rotating list of guests go through every WrestleMania one six-pack at a time. Check it out every Friday Only on the ChairShot Radio Network.
1: Go ahead and check that out every Friday. Mania Madness going through all of the WrestleManias. And they have a lot of fun. It's it's a good good ride through all the the WrestleManias. Giving bandwagon nerds a run for their money in terms of show length. But they're covering six WrestleManias at a time. They're covering 18 hours to 24 hours of WrestleMania in a two-hour time frame. So... Instead of just listening to 20 minutes of Patrick O'Dowd and an hour or 40 minutes of David Ungar on Bandwagon Nerds. So that, that's my shout out to Patrick. and, and trying But to, I do appreciate that. But yeah, I'm still gonna flip you <laughs> off. Trying to protect you from, from the burial and, and throw it all the way of uh, – of, of Throw it all
0: on, on the lawyer.
1: Throw it all on the lawyer. Yeah, throw it all on Dave. Get myself sued. Fair enough what we're doing hey. right. and so all right so we are gonna jump in oh hang on this is my pill-noid. pill noise pill sound going off there there we go i gotta take it later tonight anyway pull behind the curtain right there because greg takes his leukemia medicine twice a day so we are talking even- leukemia.
2: <sighs> shut up
1: <laughs> i don't know i don't know if you know this i had tragedy. no idea of course you didn't
2: I've, i may have come late but patrick is derailing the show
1: yes he is actually Ever since, okay ever since he has the new schedule, he's been derailing the show. Like this is the second week in a row of yeah. the show derailment, courtesy uh, of one, Patrick Aloysius O'Dowd.
0: How did I derail the show last
1: week. Go back and listen. But, yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Is go back and listen. So anyway, we are we haven't talked about we talked about this like a year ago, maybe a little bit less than a year ago when it first hit, but this is kind of a first time that we're really digging in. And talking about COVID here on Band, or Bandwagon Nerds. I don't even host that show. I've only been on that show once. Here on the Babyface Heal. I wasn't podcast. even there. You weren't there. No, that's why I was there. That's, and same thing with the with, with, with what I've written for the, the article for you. You weren't there either. I don't think we've ever done anything Bandwagon Nerds at the same time together.
0: Yeah, you, you've never been on my show.
1: Not Well, it was when your I've show when there. I was on it. Actually, was it yours yet? Because you hadn't really taken over. Fully taken over the range. No, nah,
0: yeah, I really hadn't taken the range yet.
1: I hadn't had that conversation with you where I were like, hey, this is your thing now. You do it. Um, but anyway, now see, you're rubbing off on me, Patrick or Dad, causing me to derail it by talking about you. That's that's, that's what's where we've gone to. Anyway, we're going to talk about COVID because some things have happened recently in the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. And I do consider uh, the UFC to be sports entertainment, even if it's not uh Pre-planned and, and and written and scripted, uh, but it is still a, a version of sports entertainment. And that is the topic of crowd sizes. As you guys know, WrestleMania 37 will take place over two nights, April 10th, April 11th at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. And the stadium capacity is right around 60,000 people. And WWE is planning for crowd sizes of 45,000 people each night wanting to be the biggest crowds since the pandemic kicked off. Now, later in the month of April, April 24th, UFC 261 is going to take place in Jacksonville, Florida. And I've got the name of the arena sitting right here. That is the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena, which holds 15,000 people, and they are going full-capacity. Uh, with this 15,000-seat arena, plus whatever's on the floor. So you're probably looking at about 15,500 people in attendance for UFC 261. So we've got WrestleMania at 75% capacity, 45,000 seats each night, not total, but 45,000 seats each night for WrestleMania, and UFC 261, 15,000-plus seats, full capacity at the ViStar Veterans Memorial Arena. And I want to know what you guys think about this. Is, is it's been over a year now, or right at a year? Actually, today is the day—the one-year anniversary of when I know my gym shut down, and and that Stone Cold Steve Austin was the guest host of one of the worst editions of Raw I've ever seen in my life. But I give him a pass for it because they didn't know what the hell was going on, and neither did we. And so we can't really. But uh, well, we're not there now, not there anymore. But Patrick O'Dowd, we'll start with you. Thoughts on where we're headed during the month of April. 45,000, 45,000 for WrestleMania, 15 plus thousand for UFC.
0: So it's hard to kind of divest my personal feelings from like what they're doing. Like, I understand why the WWE is doing this. And in the state of Florida, where they've opened everything up, they're basically doing what they can do. And they're a business, they're trying to make money and they're trying to make this a like a huge, like they're trying to make it a huge event again. Like I I totally understand that. And and to me, it's one of those things like, yeah, we're in a better place than we were one year ago. It's still a risky venture. It's still, you know, it's not a, it's, it's still, in my opinion, not the wisest decision, but I'm not going. So, and as you often like to say, Greg, at this point, We've made our peace as a country with virus, coronavirus, and have decided that we're okay with people getting sick and possibly dying, which is sad. And that's and that's the thing that like why and I that's what bothers me about this whole thing is that and we'll never know, right? Like we'll never know. Like people are going to get sick out of this. Somebody may die. We'll never pin it on WrestleMania or UFC or whatever. But we're just begging for something because we're just so desperate to, to, to one, make a buck. And I think you can't say that it's not to make a buck. Um, but two, we, we, we are still as a population in this fantasy land that the world is just going to go back to what it was like that the vaccine is going to make it back to what it was. And that's just not the case. And I think it's unfortunate that some people are going to go to this and they're going to get really sick. And some people's lives might be a risk over a wrestling event. I would have been okay with actually, yes. Like I, you answered the question I was going to ask at the start of the segment. And that was the capacity of the stadium that it's, what'd you say? Basically two thirds full
1: 75%, 75% full. Yeah.
0: Like that's to me, that's not to me. That's not, um, you know, when you look at most places doing like a 25% capacity or whatever, and having a lot of space amongst people, It just to me, it's it's not a bad decision, but I understand why they're doing it. I don't agree with it. I'm okay with not going. And if you think I'm a big chicken shit, fine. I'd rather not, you know, swell up and die. So
1: this is this is where we get to actually be the baby face and the heel. It's kind of fun. I'm excited about this. First off, I am going to start at the end of what you said, and that's the big chicken shit part. I don't what I'm about to say. It would then be hypocritical of me for to to allow anybody to call you a big chicken shit in this situation. We've this has come up on the topic of steroids. This has come up on a lot of different topics for me on uh, these shows in regular conversations with both Patrick and Miranda. You know, in life for me, I, what it typically boils down to is personal choice for me, and, and that's where I typically go. And I do believe at this point, I, I just. I just don't like this feel like I don't like trying to protect people from themselves. Like it's just, if they're going to go, they're going to go. Like you said, Patrick, like at this point, it's been over a year. There's a lot of theories out there about whether or not, you know, it's at one point, Florida, Texas, Arizona, and California, all four had very different strategies for managing COVID-19 and all four had the same exact positivity rate despite their strategies. And the state of Florida, things are wide open. State of Texas, things are wide open. They're sort of open here, but not fully. Um, They're open, but we still have to wear masks if the local, uh, if the local authorities say so. And of course, the social distancing it's always been a local authority authority thing here in Arizona. It's never been a statewide mandate um, because we're a true Republican state. I guess in that Mm -hmm. regard, even though we elected Joe Biden, um, but this isn't about the election. Don't, don't worry about that. We we had that conversation, but to me, it's, it's, we'll talk about the money thing in a minute, but I just think people are going to do what they want to do. And at this point, I I just think we let them, I think we let people do what they want to do. They're going into this knowing if they don't know what the possibilities are by going to WrestleMania 37, where have they been for the past 12 months? Like, if you don't know the risks, you haven't been paying attention. And, and we'll talk about kind of the ticket set up and, and, and how I think that'll affect the, the capacity a little bit. But at this point, some people want to get on with their lives and want to take the risks associated with it. And who are we to tell them? No, I guess is my, my position on it today. Am I going? No. Do I personally think they should go with that rate? I honestly don't know. I can't say yes. And I can't say no. As weird as that sounds, I'm not, I'm glad it's not my decision to make. Uh, we'll put it that way. And it, it was recently my decision to make, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. And, and, and that's kind of where, where I stand on all of it, but I'm not, I'm not against it. Okay. I'm not as, as, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not like Mitch Hedberg and, and, and bean sprouts on a sandwich. Like I'm not, I'm for them, but I am definitely not opposed to what they're doing. Um, WWE UFC full capacity. I don't know. I, I just heard about it this weekend and I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one. Um, I'm more sure of, of being okay with what WWE is doing than what UFC is doing. Miranda, what do you think? <laughs>
2: So, I, I definitely have an agreement with with both of your points. Um, it is weird that a company like the WWE, um, especially when you know who's behind the helm of Vince McMahon, the Vince McMahon, and, you know, how business oriented he is. Um, some of this absolutely makes sense. You know, he's put a lot of things in, in front of. for for this business. Um, and, and it also makes somewhat sense, uh, because of historically to just more of his maybe political or even personal inclinations is a little bit more open to some of the alignment that we see in states like Florida and with Texas. So in some ways it's not that surprising. Um, it's a big, it's a big capacity, and I imagine some of that is the layout too. I'm, I'm imagining that the layout is going to be somewhat similar to other WrestleManias, including seating on the floor. So that means that there is going to be a lot more space than maybe we think about because a lot of the comparisons have been on the Super Bowl. Um, but they needed that whole, we you know range for the act of the football field to have the game they won't need that for WrestleMania. So there may be more spacing than anticipated. Um, But I, I do agree that, you know, this we're coming into a time when things are starting to open up, some opening up sooner rather than later. I know many of us work for, higher education institutions. And I know where I work has stated they're working towards in-person classes in the fall. And I think a lot of schools and, and locations are really working towards that more for the fall. So this is a, a little bit further up in the timeline, but in some ways a little necessary to see what is going to happen. What what will happen? And that is not meant to say that this has to be an experiment, but I hope that if at least we can learn something from it and see what happens other, whether organizations, companies can learn from this and see what their capacity looks like. I I do agree too. It's, it's free will. You know, those who are going to make the trip, I believe, understand the risks that are involved in this. And while many of us will stay at home and watch, there are people who are really wanting this. And if that means, you know, traveling, all of that, people are going to continue to do what they're going to do. Um, you know, it, this is just kind of an example of it, but it it is kind of weird. It's weird that they're really dipping their toe, not even dipping the toe, just canning, canning balling into this, not really knowing what it's going to, to look like and what the effects are. And you know, is is there going to be almost some release, or there's going to be what kind of liability does WWE have in this? Is that something um, business wise they have to think about in the future? Is that part of a disclosure when you buy a ticket now that you're agreeing that you you know understand the risks of being there? Who knows in the legal sense what this means um, in, in that big 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 picture. But I, I do kind of agree people are going to do what they're going to do um, one way or another. There's people who are dying for a sense of normalcy. And and I know that's an odd word choice of words um, when there are people who are actually dying because of this. But it is almost that same feeling of people, you know, just losing it because they hadn't had in normal interactions. They haven't been able to do the things that they wanted to do. And if that means that they risk you know, something, some rate of infection for them, they feel like it's worth it. And that's me personally, that's their, their choice. That's what they can decide.
0: The only counter that I I wanted to bring up to this personal choice argument that comes up all the time is that your personal choice impacts my personal life too, with things like this, because it's about a disease that doesn't always play itself out as in Greg goes, does a thing, and Greg gets sick. It might be Greg goes, does a thing, goes home and gets his family sick. Or gets somebody he works with sick. And that's the, like, and this isn't a necessary thing for people to do. This is an entertainment thing for people to do. And it's the same. like, I have a lot of problems with the NCAA. You guys know I love basketball. Talked about it in a danger zone card two weeks ago. Um but it's the same sort of thing, like these this opening up and this gradual opening up. That when we're we're kind of in this like halfway in, halfway out, and sort of figuring out whether or not we've really got a, a vaccine that works, whether we've really mitigated this these new strains that that people are talking about. There, there's risk factors to the greater environment and to other people around, to where that decision doesn't just impact the individual who goes, it could impact somebody who had nothing to do with the decision that was made. And that's, that's to me is why it's so concerning is that, you know, you bring this big cluster of people together for a thing. It's, it's not just what happens at the thing. It's what that could, what that result can be to the further, you know, to the further wherever those people go afterwards. We see that on campuses. Like we had, you know, a, a huge spike in cases, not because of the big party itself, but but everybody that then got interacted with after the party happened, and so that's I guess that's where my concern is, you know. Obviously, it's in Florida. I'm in Massachusetts. Like I'm not like I'm not likely to to come into contact with that. But that's always been my when people talk about the personal accountability thing. Yeah, you're accountable to yourself, but you also make it riskier for me to go to the fucking grocery store as somebody who like not only doesn't want to get the virus, but also is a risk factor for serious complications. If I do get the virus. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I find the thinking challenging with, with folks who are like virus going to virus, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like, I get it. Like at this point we've made our peace with that decision. Uh, and, in that sort of direction, like as a country, like that's what we're going to do. Um, so I will, continue to mask up i will continue to not enjoy the things that i would like to enjoy as a normal human being that if people would just do we would be able to do sooner and wait for my turn to get a fucking vaccine because i just don't happen to be old enough or fat (laughs) enough oddly enough like sucks i actually got weighed today to see if i would be overweight enough (laughs) to get the vaccine nope
1: it's interesting because you talk about we could do the things that we want to you know, go back to doing those things. Largely people are able to go back and do those things. It's just whether or not you it's worth the risk. And that's just kind of life to me. It just we're in a riskier situation right now, a much riskier situation right now. I've taken that risk and 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 what's that's scary about it is the more you take the risk and don't get it the more you're willing to take the risk mm-hmm. and, and yeah. get it. Right. So, and, and, you know, WWE right now, uh, tickets, you know, you're listening to this Wednesday morning, tickets are supposed to go on sale at 10 AM today and they're not. And that's because they're still working out some, some things, probably some of what you talked about. Is there a liability waiver? Are you you know doing that when you buy tickets and maybe they're working out with Ticketmaster? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do know the setup mm-hmm. is that tickets have to be purchased in six seat pods. So if Patrick, Miranda, and Greg decided to go to WrestleMania, and it's just going to be the three of us, we'd have to buy six tickets. You cannot buy one, two, three, four, five. You have to buy six tickets, and you have that six-seat pot. And I'm guessing it's three seats in front of three seats in, in a little square rectangular with openings all around it, right? Probably a one-seat barrier around all four sides is my guess. It's getting total guesswork. I've seen the layout. Miranda, is just like every other WrestleMania the, the, when you were talking <laughs> about that. It's literally – there's there's seats on the field. There's a big empty space where the stage is going to go. All of that. It looks like any other any other WrestleMania. Probably the layout they had planned for last year. Just the seating arrangement within that layout is going to be different. You were there on February 27th. I ran a wrestling event called IZW Monster. When tickets went on sale, we were selling 110 tickets. Do you remember how many chairs we set up for that event?
2: 160
1: 180 I was going to play a card higher Yeah, we went crazy. We did. We sold 171 tickets and and we put out 180 chairs. And of course any event that when you get to a certain size there's no shows and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And it was ticket requests that I kept honoring and I kept going because I felt bad. This person didn't get their thing. This person did this this person didn't get their thing. This person didn't get it, all right? What message did I send out over the weekend for the the May 15th event?
2: That we're already almost at capacity. That, like, two weeks out, pretty much, you know, a majority of tickets have sold out already. And we probably will not get to May with tickets available (laughs) or, or seats available, period.
1: We may not get to April with seats available. Um yeah. Last time we sold that a month in advance, we're probably going to eclipse that. I'm positive we're going to eclipse that this time. Who knows? But I can't go to 180. Like, I just can't. We only got one complaint, all right? But to me, that was one too many. And and the complaint came from somebody who traveled. As we've talked about before, we literally have people that come from California, Utah, New Mexico, Nevada, Arizona, Texas, um, I think I had all the States. I'm sure I'm leaving one. Else. California, California. Yeah. Uh, all over that. They come from for, for, these events. Cause we only have them four times a year. It's, it's an event. It's, it's, it's a happening. It's not just a show. And, and somebody who traveled from another part of Arizona was the one who had a complaint about it because like Patrick O'Dowd, they have a risk factor. Uh, and, and so in talking about that, we decided we not, we can't push it again. We're just not going to push it again. So I'm trying to get in front of it with our talent, with our staff, with everybody involved saying, hey, because then I got to be the bad guy and cut it off. And I don't want to do that. And so that puts us in a position where, and so I'm trying to be proactive about it and let people know. And we've had, you know, that day that I put that out there, we had 10 more tickets go through because of people letting their, their folks know. And we're giving them a discount for that because we're in a good spot, but I am really I can't, you know. I learned from experience. Basically, I was the closest experience I'll ever have to what WWE is going through right now. And we're talking about, you know, 120 versus 180, not 75,000 or 70, 60,000 versus 45,000. Right? Completely different. But it's that capacity issues, and 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 it's it's where you're at. Patrick O'Dowd brought up the money thing during his first comments about this, and I don't think it's a money thing. I really don't. WWE has in the past few years signed three different billion-dollar contracts within their organization, and they're to a point now where it doesn't matter if they sell a single ticket. Sure, they'll love the windfall of money they're going to get from ticket sales for WrestleMania, but I think it's that PR aspect of it. They want to be the organization that has that first really big, huge event. I don't know when the Texas Rangers have their first game with 40,000 people at their stadium, Patrick probably knows that better than I do, but 45,000 people, two different nights in Tampa, like that's going to be the biggest crowd in this country, as far as I know, since the pandemic began. And Patrick, I think that is more what it's for. I think they want to make history and they want to be able to say they're the first company that ran anything after 9-11. They are the first people who try to do anything they could when the pandemic hit. It was basically a race between Vince McMahon and Dana White to see what they can put together. And, of course, here we are, April, Vince McMahon and Dana White trying to put this on. Granted, so are the Texas Rangers, and neither of them associated with Texas Rangers. But I think to WWE, the money's great. It's, it's a financial decision, but it's not a ticket sale decision. I think it's a financial decision in terms of being able to tout this for years to come.
0: Which is... And, and the cynic in me was like, "Of course, Vince McMahon's ego wants to be like first, yes, yes. Like, yeah." And, and so, yeah, I think that there's truth to that as well. I don't think they're hemorrhaging money by any sense of the imagination. That's not what I was really getting at. Uh, but it, it's also not like they're raking in cash, right? Like, like when you're when you're having events with nobody there, like you're not bringing in money. I just I think that they're, they're of course going to when they like the video package to open night one of WrestleMania with all the fans back, I'm willing to bet and along with all that, like sort of the grandeur stuff they do, it's going to be something about fans and being back and we're, we're back and look at us. How great is this? And it's, it to me, it's an ego stroke as much as anything. And, And I'm, you know, I'm, Maybe it's the 40-something cynic in me at this point where I'm just, you know, you know, going full IWC here. No,
2: no, no. I, I, but, I agree because I think, though, going back to your point, Patrick, it's almost this – and even a little bit to what Greg has mentioned. I think it's almost this warped sense of patriotism. Like I feel like there's so right. much within this that's like going back to what you're saying about choice and, and kind of free will in this. Um, and that's where a lot of these arguments come is – this is the United States. We have the right to do what we want and not want. And that leads into a whole rabbit hole of other arguments uh, that I'm not going to get into. But I do feel like uh, knowing Vince, uh, as far as, again, what I was mentioning, kind of a little bit of his political alignment or just history with that, his associations, and also just based off of You know, the way the company is, it is almost this warped sense of patriotism of like, we are going to be the first, we are going to make this work. And I feel like that kind of aligns with other people's values about, you know, I should have the right to go out and do what I want and take the risk, and I should be able to evaluate that risk. Because this is the United States. And it's kind of like, that's not how this works. Like, I understand what you mean by that. But that's not what patriotism is is right. alluding to. You know, that's not what this is about. But I feel like that that is all tied into this, whether it's, you know, what the states are doing, what personal choice is about. But it, I think, too, I think Vince McMahon has that. Like you're saying, Patrick, like, There is this. There will be some messaging around this of we're back. The WWE is doing this. You know, look how this force of nature that the WWE and and you know pioneering this, and it's like not really necessary. Like no one's asking you to do this. You're doing this because you want to have that that gloating period of like guess what we did. And yeah, even if it's you know between Dana White and and Vince McMahon, but I I I do feel like it ties into that bigger. I I will
0: I will say that. Like if you're looking at the pie chart, like there's a sliver that's like how great are the, you know, we love, we want the fans back because we love them. Then there's like a larger chunk that's, I'm just sorry, is a little more ego driven. Oh yeah, it than, is.
1: It's an ego driven business. And and that's, right. I mean, that's why the WWE even exists because Vince had the right. ego to say he could take it national and eventually global. Um right. I guess where I'm stuck is that and first of all, you brought up the patriotism thing, and this whole pandemic has caused a warped sense of patriotism that I think has always right. been there. It's just brought it out of people. Some people <laughs> that I'm very close to, some people that I really like, all right? Some people that, that all of us know have a really warped sense of patriotism, and um, who am I to tell them otherwise? You know, I'm just not, um, and I just kind of look at it and laugh, to be honest with you. Because I, I, you can't change people's minds. It, you just can't. And it's just not worth the argument. Kind of like what, what Miranda said. It's not an argument I want to have right now. It's not an argument I want to have ever. I've been down that road. And for me, I guess I'm just like, you know, at this point. Why do you point, America, Greg? People are going to do it. <laughs> people are going to do it, whether it's at, at WrestleMania or whether. If you talk about going to the grocery store, I have maintained since day one more cases of COVID to spread at Walmart and Target and Probably Kroger and wherever, mm-hmm. than anywhere else. More people will get it that weekend from going grocery shopping than from going to WrestleMania. And we all have the ability to order our groceries online and have it delivered to our car. And most of us don't. Yep. And if this was really a big deal, Walmart would have blocked off every other parking spot and made everybody's purchase have to be done where, you know, the car side pickup and they don't, they let you come in the store. So I've had a problem with that from day one because we try to make all these rules and yet people are all over walmart and and every time i stop at qt to get a drink or get gas or whatever there's plenty of people there's more and more people running around i was in there once recently and there were more people without masks than there were with masks and i doubt all of them were vaccinated and even if you are vaccinated you can still carry the damn thing so it doesn't matter so it's it's you know it's just not i don't i don't know it's just to me, it's what was always going to happen in this country. It's just the way the country is, the way the states are, and there's going to be states that open up. There's going to be states that do it. And, and look, talk about being hypocritical or whatever. If the governor goes full bore in Arizona, I, I'll be faced with a decision whether or not I sell more tickets to my wrestling event. I will. And because of the complaint we have, I probably wouldn't, but it doesn't mean I wouldn't open up some. I just don't know. My thought is I probably won't be in that position for the May event anyway. Uh, I probably will for August and, and we'll have to make that decision come that time. But it's a very interesting time. And once again, pro wrestling is at the center point of a, a national or worldwide issue. Like it was with nine 11, like it has been with so many other things, nine 11, the first show that they did that, 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 you know, when they moved it to a Thursday was all about patriotism as well. It really was. And it was WWE wanting to be first. And here they are again, Wanting to be first. And I just don't know. I ca- honestly can't say if it's good or bad. It's going to happen. I'm going to watch. It's still WrestleMania. We'll talk about that topic another week about what WrestleMania means. But to me, um, yeah, I'm not going and, and I probably wasn't going to go anyway. You know, it's interesting because this would have been original schedule. This would have been the California in, in Southern, or the WrestleMania in Southern California probably would have been there. So yeah, very, very interesting situation. One to definitely keep close tabs on and, uh, see what happens. The Babyface Heel of the Week is our time to take a look at one of wrestling's most famous or infamous personalities from yesterday or today and decide how they were better as a babyface or a heel. And this week's Babyface Heel of the Week, as we record this on Tuesday, March 16th, on 316 Day is none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, you hear more about Stone Cold Steve Austin on the Hashtag Miranda Show this week, but we are uh, celebrating the man and, and, you know, 316 day it is. How is he better? How would he be better? However you want to phrase it, as a baby face or as a heel. Miranda, we'll start with you.
2: So this won't come as a surprise to anybody, but I go absolute babyface. Now, the way that he played quote unquote babyface to redefine the structure of a babyface. Um, and and not to say he was the first one, you know. The rub that he got from from Jake the Snake that kind of ultimately led to 316, Jake the Snake was really one of the first that was able to play kind of that cool or anti uh Hero, hero kind of person, I feel like. Um, but the way that that transformed, you know, how we viewed our baby faces, our heroes in the 90s and 2000s changed wrestling forever. And uh, this very anti authority, uh, self reliant, just badass, you know, destructive badass. it it changed of how we looked at baby faces, you know, from the pure sugar sweet eighties and early nineties to, you know, what we got in that late to late to uh, nineties to to early two thousands changed the entire entire landscape. And so, you know, uh, and in comparison to what we got as his heel run um, later on, I mean, his, we just, know how history unfolded when it came to that. Um, I think it helped that he did make the change um, even though it didn't last long and it wasn't well received. I think everyone needs to go through those changes and those dynamics, but the best Steve Austin has always been, you know, his version of what a baby face is.
1: Patrick, we got one vote for baby face. How about you?
0: Yes. Because here and here here's here's why. I, I'm gonna my answer is gonna be baby face. But his character, the Stone Cold character, and real quick, can you, can you believe this dude was saddled with the Ringmaster to start his it WWE happens. run? It happened. And I mean everybody starts somewhere yes. and and then they make something out of it. But the Stone Cold character what, like you talked about Jake Roberts, he was the bad guy, he was supposed to be the heel. The problem was people loved the heel, like loved the character, wanted to get behind him. His feud with Bret Hart as, mm-hmm. as 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 a heel, people loved him over Bret Hart. The the whole build, they were just waiting for a reason to cheer him. And thank goodness for for Vince McMahon, you know, being you know, Bret started it but Vince finished it and created the biggest feud in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Pe- like period in discussion. And and so it's, it's tough to define because it, we talk about that tweener role all the time. Like he, his behavior, like his behavior never changed. Just the way that the crowd, the way the WWE got behind him changed because the crowd was all for him. Yeah. So that's why I say he's a like that's why I say face Austin is the best. But his character never changed once yeah. he really got going with that Stone Cold thing. They just put him up against guys that the audience was ready to boo and was ready to get behind Austin to to whoop asses.
1: Yeah, and it's it's funny because this is you know it goes back to the age-old argument that we've had about baby facing heel versus hero and villain. He's a heel hero is what he really was. And because mm-hmm. he never changed the he is heel ways. It just caught on with people and, and turned him into that. But for the purposes of this, yeah, I would say babyface all the way because again, I look at wrestling from that business sense, right? That business standpoint. Sometimes it pisses people off. And from a business standpoint, he can't be anything but a babyface. Like you just can't because of the money. It didn't work when he turned heel. It was horrible. And. And that's why he went away. And when he came back, he was babyface again, because it just worked and it just sold and it just made money over money over money. I mean, he cut the Austin 316 promo and they couldn't make the shirt fast enough. They realized what they had when he did it. And literally the next night on Raw, and again, it was a pay-per-view, so only so many people saw it, but the next night on Raw, there were Austin 316 signs everywhere. And he was a mid Carter who had just won King of the Ring because Triple H was being punished for the curtain call. That's why he won it, and that cut he cut the promo that launched the entire career. Probably would have happened anyway, some other way, but you just never know, man. Wrestling is crazy like that, you know. Becky Lynch breaks, gets her nose broken. She's a mega star. Like you just never know what's going to happen in the world of professional wrestling. But I'm in agreement with the two of you. I knew we would all fall out this way, but it was 316 day, so that's why we did it. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, babyface, all the way.
2: All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're
1: out of here. No matter what I name this program, no matter what format we follow, I will always play the three-minute warning just to keep the legacy of Two Skinny Jays alive. Like that's really the only reason why I, I do that. Because you know, I just I just can't just 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 can't let them.
2: Good ass song. Go. Period.
1: It's a good ass band. All right, look them up if you're listening. Go to YouTube, find some Two Skinny Jays. Don't you can watch the videos, but watch the live stuff. It's better. They they were a live band, and that's what they did. And their their CDs were okay, but nothing compares to them live. And I've told that story before how I discovered them. Um, I didn't discover them like you signed them to a record deal, but how I made my own personal discovery of them because they were opening for somebody else, and the somebody else was nothing compared to the opening act of Two Skinny Jays. So we talked about COVID nineteen and its impact on WrestleMania, and, and I want to shift gears a little bit and kind of reference a fun conversation that I had and, and get your guys just, just kind of some favorites. It, it's kind of fun. We're going to talk about favorites surrounding the coronavirus. Okay. We're going to do that. And it's going to be very, but it's going to make sense. So a few months ago now, a little more than a month ago now, I was at the dentist office. Okay. If you live in the far West Valley of Phoenix, Arizona, go see Dr. Gamez. She's a phenomenal dentist. And, and she said something that kind of settled an argument, I guess, between, between the wife and I. The wife, of course, being the lovely and talented Mrs. DeMarco. Her name's Holly. We just never use it. And she, we were talking about COVID and she kept calling it the COVIDs with an S. The COVIDs. Okay. Like, like the neighboring families, the COVIDs or something like that. Right. And, and I had, this, I was like, no, no, that's not acceptable. You cannot call it the COVIDs. And I had other suggestions that I'll go into in a minute. So I go see Dr. Gamez who has been wonderful. I can't tell you how many times she's fixed the chip in my front two teeth. She's amazing. And she did it again. And, and so we're there and she's telling the story. She's also a, a, a dancer. And and she's from Romania or Lithuania or something like that or whatever those countries are called now because they change all the time. But she basically was telling the story about how she wanted to go dancing with her friends over the weekend, decided not to because uh, she's a dentist and and needs to see patients and whatever and wanted to keep things safe from her patient standpoint to business standpoint. And she was like, and I was seeing all their stuff on Instagram and their videos and their pictures and I was so jealous and literally come to find out a few days later. And this is how she put it. They all got... The COVIDs. And I was so pissed off that she called it the COVIDs. I was like, I, I was like, Dr. gamas I can't believe you just said that. Like, it, you don't even understand. So here's my question to the two of you. And we'll start with Patrick. I can go if you need me to because I got a million of them. What's your favorite name for COVID-19? Like, like that people call it, that you hear it being called. Um, what do you enjoy as a name for COVID-19? And what do you prefer to call it? When you're maybe having a little fun and not, be, Miranda's way too happy about this topic. Maybe having a little fun and talking about COVID.
0: this. Is, I'm like the absolute worst person to ask this question because I'm know, so boring. Because you're so boring like, you're I don't. Like, no, I'm absolutely boring with shit like this because I don't call it anything funny. I just call it COVID nineteen. It's really funny maybe though. So COVID-
1: I'll, I'll use that that opportunity then, since you don't have an answer. To remember when we first started talking about it, calling it COVID nineteen was dumb. Everyone called it the coronavirus.
0: Rona, at some point, it sure, yeah.
1: Rona, well, Rona's one of them, but some point, it shifted to COVID 19 and no one calls it coronavirus anymore. Miranda, yeah. you were just dying when I brought up this. Well,
2: topic. I do have a nickname, uh, me and a, and a friend of mine, and I got it from my friend actually called it the Rona. Mm-hmm. Um, like just in passing, I wouldn't say it out loud to other people, but when I talk about this with my friend, we would reference it as the Rona.
0: Yeah. The Rona um, I is, is I a big get one. The Rona.
2: Uh, So it's just funny. And I didn't realize that like other people had nicknames for it. I just oh, thought yeah. like that was just I didn't realize there were so many nicknames. Uh, the COVID's I that I had not heard about until no, it sounds like today. A, but...
1: uh, it sounds like it's next to the Hamptons. Like you go to the COVIDs.
2: Yeah. I mean I get it if there's like different strains. Which there are. Uh, so I don't know—is it in like a COVID twenty or COVID like eighteen or COVID? You know, no, they, they just
0: call them—they just call them variants right now. Variants, yeah, okay.
2: The variants, COVID, COVID but,
1: variants. So I, uh, but yeah. have a myriad of the names. Rona, the Rona, definitely one of them. Um, I've heard it referred to as the VID, which I thought was very interesting. Um, that
2: sounds like an STD,
1: right? The VID. So it's it's like if if you get the clap and don't get it fixed, it becomes the vid. Exactly. Want to get the vid, and it's just short for something. Vid obviously stands for something we all know it does. Um, starts with a kidney infection. It gets a lot worse. But then we've also had 1-9. Um, one, one nine. I've heard it called one nine, and I've heard it called I one remember nine. Hearing that in the, that in the very like, beginning, like the I've heard it recently, but so. So basically, and, and here's how it was used, okay? The so WWE Performance Center just had another outbreak last Friday of, of COVID-19. And so if you were talking about the Performance Center, you would say everything was going fine at, at the Performance Center until 1-9 came rolling through. Right? So it's kind of like talking about the cops. Oh, yeah. Then mm-hmm. um, the most recent one I've heard that I've loved is Uncle COVID is what I've heard it called. Everything was going oh, fine oh, until Col- Uncle COVID showed up. Or Uncle COVID showed up. Uncle, Uncle COVID came along, and next thing you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, Uncle COVID's been one as well. Um, but, but yeah, 1-9 is, is one of my favorite. I do think um, the Rona, obviously, is a big one. And, and Christopher Platt's been calling it the Rona all along on all of our shows here at the right. Chairshot Radio Network. But, yeah, 1-9 is a favorite of mine, and I do like Uncle COVID right now. It's a pretty pretty funny one. We We've personified this thing from the start. Like, they talked about, you know, COVID likes this or the coronavirus likes that. And, and it's just, we're literally we turned it into a human being in the beginning. So that's what we do as a society. So
2: <laughs> and real quick, uh, another one, and even my mom's alluded to this, not so much in title, but description, but like the zombie virus, like people, uh, so many uh, but like, this is how the zombie apocalypse starts. You get this virus and then you turn into a zombie. So uh, that's also been, uh, my mom does not call it the zombie virus, but when she talks about it, she describes it as like, okay, you get the virus and then you turn into a zombie. So.
0: Sounds like she's been watching too much Walking Dead. Sounds like. It.
1: Oh. So I do want to share. I was messing with somebody and I wanted to know this person tends to go to WrestleMania. And I started off by asking them if they were going this year. And they said one word. Nope. Definitely not going down there. And, and so this person actually was recently in Jacksonville. This person attended the AEW Revolution pay per view. And what they said, they'll hear the show and realize I'm reading this stuff on the air, but I'm not saying who it is. Jacksonville on a slow week was too much for me, is what they said. And again, it's Florida. Mm. I'm definitely not going back Fair until enough. I've been vaccinated at least four times. And then they said, <laughs> Florida. I, I asked some clarifying questions. They said, no masks anywhere we went except Starbucks and the wrestling show. Didn't see a single mask anywhere else. So, and, and I basically said, we had a hard time making 180 people wear a mask at IZW. I can't even imagine 45,000 yeah. at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. And right. maybe they won't require yeah. them. I don't know. I, I can't imagine. It'd be such a bad look if they didn't require them. And I can't imagine what they're going to do. But we've already talked about that. But yeah, definitely some craziness going on down there in Florida. Florida's been wide open for a while. And we'll see what it means for WrestleMania. It's a shame. All right, Patrick I doubt. I said I wasn't going to do it, but I will. Tell the people what they missed this week on the Bandwagon Nerds.
0: You missed the penultimate edition of the 90s Project as we ran down our top 10 horror movies of the 90s. The fastest episode out of the 90s Project so far going in at a quick two hours, almost on the nose. Next week, this coming week, though, I'm I'm apologizing in advance. As you've got Zack Snyder's Justice League, you've got the season premiere of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it's the top 10 comedies of the 90s. Yeah. And that show is going to be good, but long. You it's going to be long. Just, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best.
1: Ten years of calling it life. the Twitter has been my punishment because Disney insists on calling it the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and it just that's his
0: name he's the falcon i had the he's vision like falcon. it's not just
1: too many thuds. the facebook the Twitter. it's funny i kept calling it the twitter when facebook actually started as the facebook but yes. yeah well
0: here's the funny thing is falcon's like the og the though like because he was mm-hmm. the falcon well before the twitter existed well, or course, the yeah. facebook
1: or that's the vision true. who was first the vision or the falcon uh the
2: falcon oh okay
1: yeah, I was like Miranda. Why are you trying? Sure. Let let Patrick answer that question.
2: No, because I I'm a secret Marvel nerd.
0: I'm a, I'm a double check. I've been wrong before. Right, well, Miranda can do her thing. Not, we don't have
1: done. to settle this right. on air. What is the uh, sure what's the, what's appear. the movie this week for the nerd review?
0: Uh, it is Bill and Ted face the music okay. because I finally rented it and watched it. Dave hates it. I like it. So well, don't it'll tell be, us that. it will be no going to read it. He's, quote, giving it a second chance. Oh, no. I, was, I want you all to it. I'm surprised to Patrick drink. liked it. I loved it, actually. I thought it was delightful, to be honest. But read why I think it's delightful.
1: When the Nerd Review drops
0: this week, Thursday,
1: Friday-ish. Yeah, it ish. depends on where we need it. Miranda Morales, that's Patrick O'Dowd by the way at Wrestling Realist W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on Facebook and Instagram, no Twitter she's a Twitterless heroine, what can we all expect on this week's edition of the hashtag Miranda show
2: Yes. So uh, on Saturday, I'm not talking about the hashtag Miranda show right now, but it leads into it. So this Saturday at Expo Lucha, which is going to be available online for free. Yours truly will act as a game show host. You can add that to my resume. I will be the host of uh, the ring of love, Uh, Dating game show. And so because of that, uh, I'm going to uh, focus this week's episode on love and talk about some of uh, the most memorable on screen wrestling love pairs. Um, And so we're going to focus on that. And, uh, you know, as as Greg mentioned, uh, a little uh, tribute to Stone Cold Steve Austin on uh, today, which is three sixteen, uh, talking about love, kind of how my love of wrestling started with Stone Cold. So that's what we're going to be talking about on this week's hashtag Miranda Show.
1: There you, Patrick.
2: Miranda, Miranda's right. Miranda yeah.
0: was right by one year. Wow. The Vision debuted in nineteen sixty eight. The Falcon debuted in nineteen sixty nine. There you go. Sixty nine. Nice. <laughs>
1: so. All right. So, Sometimes that is what I'm talking about. That will wrap things up for this week's edition of the Babyface Heel podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week. What we talk about, I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. I talked about doing non wrestling this week, and we kind of did, but we used wrestling to talk about a real world topic. And so, it's still a wrestling topic in my book, of course. Uh, you can follow me on social media. That's Greg DeMarco at ChairShot Greg, the website, thechairshot.com at ChairShot Media. It's sports entertainment and sports entertainment. Like Miranda said, go to progressingtees.com forward slash the chairshot. Pick up your very own chairshot t-shirt. Tune in again next week to the Babyface Heel Podcast. We'll have something special planned for you. But until then, just remember to always use your head.
2: chairshot.com. Always use your head.